the hell is going on around here? It's absolutely inexcusable. Except it's absolutely true. And yet it's All absolutely it. correct. I think it's absolutely thrilling. Absolutely Dystopian Podcast. guys doing this morning bright and early for me it is 6 50 a.m friday december 15th at work again had kind of a busy morning already i already went grocery shopping had to get a few things for this evening this afternoon uh nice cool morning easy commute only had uh, two complete fucking morons, which is not bad for a Friday. A lot of people don't work on Friday, so they call it f- Friday light commute. But uh, yeah, first guy. There's a big exit where one highway merges off onto another highway. It's a one lane exit. It's like a, a banked off ramp onto another highway. And uh, the guy in front of me took the exit, the same exit I'm taking, and the incline starts, you know, the banking, and he's doing probably 55. He decides he doesn't want to take the exit anymore. So he literally drives off the side of the exit. Uh, through the grass, through the, there's like a wide ditch, like a grassy ditch. And uh, he essentially jumped his car off the side of the on-ramp to get back to the lightning fast, super heavy traffic, highway traffic on the other road. (laughs) Nothing like a little adventure. Nothing like not knowing where the fuck you're going, but taking the exit and you're completely on the exit and you're traveling on the exit. And then you decide, you know what? Screw the embankment, screw everything. See you later. (laughs) Just fucking right off the side. High quality, that's high quality. And 
the only other crazy driver was somebody who was driving like his wife just got murdered and ducking and dodging through traffic doing, I don't know, probably 90 heavy traffic, just cutting people off, weaving in and out, tailgating, just completely erratic, endangering everybody. Only one of those today. Not too bad. And so I was, after I went to the grocery store at fucking 5.30, they open at 5, I got my few little things, some fresh produce, dropped it off at home, jumped back in the car, hit the highway, starving, okay, jack in the box, hey, fuck it, they got these bagel sandwiches, two for four fifty. it's egg and cheese bagel sandwiches, new thing, great, I'm on the app, order it up. Pull through, I pay, you know, of course you pay on the app, I pull through, and they tell me, I, I check in at the window, they, okay, pull ahead, and I go up there, and of course she's leaning out the window, sorry, we don't have bagels anymore, uh, alright, uh, she's like, do you want them on any other kind of bread, I'm like, uh, do you have a bit, can you put it, the egg and cheese on a biscuit, sorry, we are we're out of business. Are you fucking kidding me right now? All I wanted was two fucking stupid things on this goddamn menu. That's all I ordered was these two fucking stupid sandwiches. You don't have that. You, of course you don't have biscuits. Why would you have biscuits? It's only breakfast and you're jack-in-the-box right off the expressway. Why would you have either of those things? I said, what? I said, put it on any kind of bread. I don't care. Croissant? Okay, yeah, fu- great. Fucking great. Just whatever. Always, always, always. Anytime you want anything, even simple things, it's like it becomes a fucking chore and there's always a fucking somebody who's going to put a thorn right in your ass. All right, give me whatever the fuck you got. Whatever. Okay, I'm on the road. So get to work today. Easy fucking day. Short day. I'm not even running any CNC machines today. No air compressor. All I'm doing is polishing parts on a manual lathe. Easy shit. Sand them up. Polish them. Clean them. Done. But I do have a full day's worth of work. Uh, but that, that's, that's relatively easy for me. Easy day. By myself again. Thank God. And today I get home. Throwing together another... I'm not going to go into a huge recipe thing, but another quick rotisserie chicken recipe, Mexican casserole, nine and a half by what, 11 or 13, whatever glass dish, spray it, line it with fucking tortillas, and I get a big fucking bowl, and I'll put a gang of rotisserie chicken, fucking black, a can or two of black beans, a can of corn, if I, if I have a can of pinto beans... Or some kind of chili beans, I might put those in there. Some cheese. I, I got a can of fire-roasted tomatoes. Drain those, throw those in. Uh, what else? Some taco seasoning. I got that in like a jar. I just put like a... Get like a heaping spoonful and I'll put that in like a cup of water. Dissolve it. Dump that in. And what else? Oh yeah, rice. I put a rice cooker. And I just make regular rice, but I have... Uh, Put in like a teaspoon of the um, t- chicken tomatoes seasoning. It's like makes it's like makes bouillon. It's by that same company, Maggie or whatever that does the uh, the big chicken bouillon powder. 
And then you mix it all up and it makes like a tomato, a, a real generic kind of tomato chicken flavored rice. And I'll put that in the whole mix. I mix it all up. I layer, I scoop that shit in. I layer it on top of the tortillas. I put on the bottom a layer of the shit. A layer of tortillas, a layer of the shit. And the tortillas and they use up the rest of the stuff. Top it with cheese, foil it, oven for probably an hour, hour and 15, maybe 350. <clears throat> Do that. It's a copycat of a Costco thing they, my wife got me last weekend. It's just the same thing in like a deli tray and they sell it by the pound. And it was like 28 bucks for a 6 by 12 pan of this stuff. It was great. They called it enchiladas. I guess this is like an enchilada casserole or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Chicken enchiladas. And that was made with the same... Costco sells everything with rotisserie chicken in it because they have to do something with all those goddamn chickens nobody buys. So instead of paying 28 bucks for a little tiny pan of it, I'm making a big fucking pan for the family for, I don't know, fucking few bucks. I think I got a can of black olives in there. I'll probably chop those. And I got a tomato. I'll dice up a tomato. And I got green onions this morning and black olives. And I'll put all that on top, bake it, call it good. And it's nowhere near fucking 28 bucks. I know that. So that's what I'm doing this afternoon slash this evening. Couple quick news, stories to talk about. Uh, number one, California's going fucking broke. They had a huge surplus last year. Still don't know how that happened. Probably because they taxed the shit out of everybody. So last year, a whole bunch of companies and a whole bunch of gang of more people left. And they plan. And when they did the budget, they planned on the current headcount. They didn't plan that everybody was going to be leaving. So of course, when it comes time to collect the taxes, and then they look in the big jar and they say, "Wow, we didn't get much tax revenue because everybody fucking left." And now they're like, "Oh, what are we going to do?" It was really short-sighted. They should have taken into account the fact that people are leaving this fucking state, but apparently they didn't. Now, they're, now there's a huge deficit and they're panicking. They're calling a special session for the California legislature. They're supposed to go on vacation. Everybody's freaking out. We can't leave right now. Uh, we got to do something right now. So they announced this morning that they just found, quote unquote, that their gas tax revenue, because they taxed the literal shit out of everybody at the gas pump, for the roads slash whatever they feel like. They pushed EVs so hard that people actually started fucking buying them and they're buying less gas. So their gas master plan tax revenue also shit the bed. So they're short that they announced this morning. Uh, that's another huge problem we're going to have going forward is we pushed EVs so hard that people are actually buying them and now that we're not selling as much gas and not making as much money. So EV essentially is killing California and they mandated that shit for 2035 or whatever, 100% EV or whatever the fuck. And now the next logical thing they're going to do, there's two options. Number one, 
They're going to take the, they're going to punish these fucking EV drivers. They're either going to take that registration and fucking double it or they're going to tax the electricity company on electricity and make and get their money that way and that's just going to make everybody's electricity bill much higher, which is not fair to people who don't charge EVs and who use electricity for other things besides electric vehicles. And something tells me they're just going to leverage a tax against electricity because they can get more money that way. And you know what? They might just raise the registration too. So they're waiting until everybody goes and buys their EVs. Well, most people, and it reaches kind of a peak because a lot of people, including myself, are never going to buy an EV. And then they're going to make the changes the same way they did with solar. Right when everybody gets on the, did what they're supposed to do and buy their little, their battery car. Same with solar. Everybody gets the solar panels all years and years and years. Solar, solar, solar. We're going to incentivize it. We're going to give you special discounts. And what do they do? Halfway through, they change all the laws. They take away all your incentives and to the point where it's not even profitable for you or worth your, say, worth your while anymore. And you're stuck with solar panels on your roof and the electricity you sell back to the grid. Uh, now that gets cut like by 75%. You don't get shit anymore. And it screwed up your whole 20 year plan that you had devised when you had the dumb things put on your roof. So everybody in California got fucked who bought solar because they, they call it... Uh, what is that called? Uh, NEV 2.0 or some shit like that. They revised the plan where you used to be able to sell your power back to the grid uh, like watt for watt. Like every watt you give back to the power company is one watt they credit you. But now it's every four watts you give to the power company, they give you one back. So they're checking in 75% of your essentially electrical sa- electricity savings. And they decided to pop that on people after everybody put the panels on their house. Then they changed all the laws because they, because they needed more money and that's just a cash grab. So now they're doing the same thing with EVs and they're about to fuck these EV people and that's going to be more people pissed off. Well, you told me to buy an EV. Now I got to pay double registration. Oh, now you're punishing me. What? Eh, California, whatever. Who, who would ever th- saw that coming? Right? So there's going to be a lot of pissed off EV drivers, is my guess. Probably within the next month, I would announce they're going to have to do something and get some money out of those people, uh, which is kind of fucked up. But hey, what did you expect? Did you expect things to stay the same for two or three years around here? You're crazy. Second fucking topic I want to address is this Boston mayor, you guys probably heard, Michelle Wu is her name, uh, who, the one who's throwing the uh, minority-only party. No white people need apply. No white people invited. Actually, she did, by email, invite all of the staff. It's a city government, the city council and associated city governors. Uh, governance were all invited via email to this minority only party and they fucked up and sent it to all the white people too and then they 15 minutes later 
after the guy sent the email, he's like, oh, shit. Or if I don't know if she sent it or one of her aides sent it, probably. Oh, man, we got to take we got to rescind all those invites for all the white people. So they went out and mailed all all the white people and said, hey, uh, you know, that invitation you got for that party. Ignore that. You're not invited. You're uninvited. Really? And then she comes up, and she, by the way, she's, she's got no apology for anything. She's unapologetic completely. And then they say, oh, yeah, it's a tradition. We've always done that here, a minority party. You know, no whites, no whites invited. We've always done that. It's tradition. Since when? Really? Wow. Hey, Boston, what you got going on out there? Uh, you know, I gave, I gave Boston a great... A great review the other day when Frank Caprio announced he had pancreatic cancer. I said, you know, Boston people are the salt of the earth. They're, they're good folks. They're, they're stand-up people. They don't, they don't take any bullshit. And with the exception of Michelle Wu. Uh, so my question is, are the white people that work for city council going to throw a white people only party? However many there are, probably 10 other people, if that, maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's 50, I don't fucking know. Are they going to throw a whites-only party? And if they did, what do you think that would do when that hit the news? You would hear racism. You would have lawsuits filed on behalf of the ACLU, uh, civil rights lawsuits, all kinds of white, white supremacy would be getting thrown around. White supremacy all day. We all know if there was a whites-only party, it's, it's even in this city government that has a minority-only party or the POC party or whatever the fuck you want to call it, if you have a white-only party, it would be hell frozen over. Another question I pose is, If you were at that city government and you worked there and the people of color had their party and there somebody did create a white only party and the media didn't start burning down buildings in the town and the people didn't start putting rocks through your window, would you attend the party? Would you attend a white, assuming you're white, would you attend a white only party? Conversely, if you are a person of color, would you feel perfectly fine walking into a party for POC only? Knowing that you're excluding a certain type of person based on how they were born and strictly because of their skin color or melanin content. Would you feel okay attending a party to the exclusion of people who were just born one way or another? I I don't think I would be uh, I don't think I would be comfortable attending. I, I I can tell you that right now. I don't care if it's ten people or a thousand people. Knowing there's an exclusion there based on something like that, I I would really have no use for that. Uh. It's an odd situation. It's precarious. I think it's bad business. And the simple fact that it's probably taxpayer, taxpayer money paying for the party, paying her salary, 
Now, if she wanted to organize this off the docket, if she wanted to do this in her own time or whatever, so be it. But you're representing the people. You were elected. You weren't elected to do this. You weren't elected to exclude people and uh, discriminate against people based on their skin color for anything having to do with that local government. That's what I have a problem with. And if you want to be a racist, do it on your own time, on your own dime, and you be you. And then, and then, then we'll see what ramifications come against you when you do that personally and pursue that avenue on your own as opposed to as a representative of the voting public. That's what I say. So, uh, Michelle Wu, fuck yourself, and uh, you should be you should step down or be fucking uh, voted out. Probably won't happen. Who knows? Last thing I want to talk about, last topic, kind of a short one today, that's fine, is the fall of... Ivy League schools based on funding from people who are donating to their alma mater. And as Ivy League schools, there are plenty of donors from plenty of different backgrounds who, for tax reasons or for whatever reason, donate to these Ivy League colleges. And there are also, as I learned last night, trustees, people who, who give money to colleges conditionally, and they write the, the terms of the conditions. If those conditions are met, the college receives the money. Well, I learned last night there are people, trustees for, uh, was it? I think it was Harvard, where Barring any kind of dysfunctional manage, gross dysfunction of management, they will, I think it was, I don't know, multiple millions of dollars from some rich person somewhere. And the rich person called up and said, hey, I'm revoking your guys' trust because your management is now largely inept. You're openly uh, anti-Semitic. Your rhetoric is out of control. You're woke now, and you're not getting my money. Goodbye. And they pull the funding. Now, I don't know how many trustees there are. I would imagine there's a lot because there's the money flows through these colleges like water. Billions of dollars all over the place. All the Ivy League schools. So all the Jewish people... Not, I'm not going to say all the Jewish people. A lot of Jewish donors are pulling their funding. And as most of us know, Jewish people, especially donors, I would imagine to these colleges, have plenty of cash. So based on the leadership and the refusal of apology for anti-Semitic behavior, pro-Palestinian behavior, pro-Hamas behavior, across all the Ivy League schools is sending shockwaves through the Jewish and then therefore the white community in turn because they kind of are going hand in hand through this together. The discrimination, they're all getting thrown in the same discrimination bucket 
or they're, they're starting to intermingle at the bottom of the bucket and say, hey, you look familiar. I don't care that you're Jewish, but you're white, and now you're, getting, you're catching the discrimination too, so welcome to the bottom of the bucket, buddy. And <clears throat> these Ivy League schools, the performance is, is starting to fumble and falter, and everybody knows, increasingly so, all you're going to learn at these colleges is, is one of the things you will learn is how to be a woke liberal. And the woke agenda and narratives are pumped in your head as, as, along, along with the regular curriculum that, for whatever you're taking, you're going to be absorbing woke agenda in with that. So that's making a lot of donors mad, as it should. Hello. So they're losing funding. And if this continues and these... These people, the heads of these universities are not resigning, like the one lady, uh, Hope, Gay Hope, or whatever gay, her, na- her name is Gay, the black lady with the glasses. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen her, you know who I'm talking about. She's unapologetic. She's not re- stepping down. And all these heads of these universities are unapologetic and not stepping down. So they're just taking it in the pocket. And in the meantime, all the status of all these universities is heading straight down with like a red arrow. So kind of in free fall. Not a good thing. It's a shame all those prestigious colleges and, and people who ascertain that their education should include those universities like top-notch people, scholars from all around the world want to come to those Ivy League schools, but now, eh, probably not so much. They're going to be looking for alternatives. So, nice job, you guys. Way to, way to stick with that woke agenda and uh, way to stick by Palestine till the, till the bitter end. And it may very well be the bitter end for your school because you will be, uh, I'm sure your salaries will be cut and some budgets will start it, will have to be cut and, uh, yeah, changes will follow, but yeah, it's kind of a shame. Ivy League schools are taking it in the short hair, so they brought it on themselves. Anyhow, that's all. That's all I have. I'm fucking freezing my nuts off. I have the heater running outside. My toes are numb. My hands are numb. But that just means I need to get to work, get the blood flowing. So you guys have a good Friday. Have a good weekend. And I will catch up with you next time. See ya.